Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all of your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for all your wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All of the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use your promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? I uh, saw you got something in the mail the other day. You know, it's not what it was. It's just the what it means. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's the the gesture and what that means to me. And... You know, I appreciate that UCLA has one of the best ADs in the country, and mm-hmm. he's he's a real one. And he sent me a little, you know, a little care package because we talked about it. Like CFL guys haven't got no love, mm-hmm. and it's been—I mean, that, it's just never been a thing. Um, NFL guys get their, you know, their thing all the time, and I feel like I contribute and I like keep up with UCLA. <laughs> I contribute mm-hmm. to I feel UCLA. I feel like I'm always boosting the brand. So, you know, this helps me promote it even more, just being mm-hmm. able to wear some of the 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 Nike Jordan brand UCLA football gear. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like when I'm wearing like the Under Armour stuff, it's like, it's nice, but it's not, it's but old. But you're out of date. Yes, exactly. So it's like, mm-hmm. did you really, did you really play there? <laughs> or like, they're like, damn, you really played like then. You played like that yeah, time did, period. Or, or did you get this? Did you get this thrifting? Are you a fraud? <laughs> so now I look legit again. <laughs> Brand new. Shout out to Martin Jarman. Um shout out to Martin Jarman. Former former guest on the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you guys go and check out that episode. It was about three or four weeks ago now. Something like that. It's been a couple weeks. I think longer like, than that. Maybe like a month and a half, maybe. It's been a little while, but make sure you guys go listen to it. A lot of it's still relevant uh, to what we have going on um, in the world of UCLA today. Um, but before we get to UCLA, Josh, um, I almost asked a silly question and, and said, do they celebrate Halloween in Canada? But uh, how did you celebrate your Halloween in Canada, if at all? I didn't do anything, but they do celebrate okay up here it's like (laughs) there was halloween parties in the weekend like people you know trick-or-treating yesterday Mm -hmm. i mean me personally i don't celebrate it so it's like you don't celebrate it no it's not it's never been a a thing and you know me and my family so yeah but i mean i saw a lot of people dressed up you know i i seen some candy got some candy Mm -hmm. what did you dress up as 
So I, I, I didn't dress up. I was myself. That's scary enough. But here's what I had going on. So out here in Moval, the last couple of years have been good, but I'm always hesitant mm. because there, there was a, like a year or two where it was bad, like before the COVID year, where it's like you had all this candy and you had no one to give it to. So sometimes you get a little hesitant, but we started buying candy early. So we'll buy a bag, then we'll buy another bag. And then I bought two bags last night before before the trick-or-treaters started coming. Josh, there was so many damn trick-or-treaters. I got put in a spot where I had, I was down to my last bag of candy. I had like 15 pieces left in the bowl. I'm standing in front of my house. All of a sudden, I get a mob of like 30 people coming. And I'm just handing them out one at a time. I'm trying to just stretch that last little bit of candy. And I had literally 20 people coming up my driveway and I had to turn them away and close the garage door and say, I'm done. I let people down, Josh. I thought I had all the candy I was going to I was going to need. And I didn't. First off, I was going to say, I didn't know where you were going with your story because I heard (laughs) Moval. It's been bad. (laughs) You're right. And you're totally right to think anything else. Yes, yes, yes. I'm like, oh, what happened? (laughs) Did you get jumped for your candy? Did somebody rob you of your? Did someone rip the bowl out of my hand? (laughs) But I'm actually happy that it was not. It's actually a good. It was good. good. uh, Yeah, it was a good thing that. Yeah, Um, it was a good time. Oh, one thing that was weird, and I don't know if Mm -hmm. it's a a thing up here or it just happened, but there was a lot of fireworks last night. Oh, that's different. Not for Halloween. That's what I'm saying. And it was a lot of fireworks and it continued to like 5 a.m. this morning. They're just going oh, off. Oh, y'all, y'all be getting rowdy out there on Halloween then. Apparently. <laughs> I went uh, to sleep, there's fireworks. I wake up, there's still fireworks. So I was confused. Damn, that's tough. I don't, that's different. I mean, we usually get the random fireworks out here, but not anything. Uh, that's why I thought it was a random occurrence, but it's like, no, they're still like going off going off like hmm that's different something um, on the show something else that was that was different um i don't think you guys have ever done this before for halloween during ucla football practice the guys all swapped jersey numbers oh we've done that not i don't think not because of halloween but just <laughs> as a as a joke like we still we we still do it now just as a joke sometimes (laughs) until like the offensive coordinator gets mad because they're not able to ID who's who. Mm -hmm. And you have (laughs) me, me wearing a D lineman's number and one of the, the D lineman wearing number two. Yeah. It was like, yeah, K Madrano wearing number three. I wasn't there that day. Uh, We had another reporter there, but some of the videos I saw, like, I don't know what number lot two was, but he probably wasn't 15. Everybody switched. So um, Garber's probably switched with more. Uh, I think, it was funny because I thought during the game, Schley actually changed numbers, but he didn't. So it was a little confusing. Um, speaking of which, let's jump into the Colorado game because I don't know if you heard. And maybe it goes back to kind of maybe some of your thoughts on Moval. <laughs> on Moval, did you hear what happened at the Rose Bowl? Everybody has been asking me. I've oh, been no. DMs about it. I've been getting jokes in the <laughs> locker room about it. I've been That's having tough. coaches ask me about it. Like, 
and people that like have no idea. And my thing is, it I okay, this is honestly my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was some sort of inside job with either like probably maybe security guards because it's like you know how Rose Bowl security is like they're everywhere. So it's not mm-hmm. like you can just you could just get into the locker room. Right. There's there's multiple gate like first of all you'd have to get through the tunnel however like which yeah, is impossible you, as it is yeah you getting to the tunnel through that gate mm-hmm. you have to you have to know somebody or be have a pass just to get through right. that and then there's gates around the locker room mm-hmm. and again there's more security at every one of those entrances yep at every door there is security and at the the locker rooms um door there's also like usually like a list of p of a picture of the people that can come in or a a picture list of all the different color badges that have access or yeah. don't have access to the locker room mm-hmm. so with that being said it's not like the way and the way that we sound they're blaming you like it's like ucla da, da, but it's not like ucla players won the game went in colorado's locker room and right. took their and it's like seeing <laughs> the videos of the colorado guys like they were talking about it it's like it seemed like specific stuff in specific locations. Like mm. one guy said it was in a jewelry box in a bag or like in a, in like the jewelry was in bags. So it's like they had whoever yeah. went in there had time. And another thing on top of that, I was thinking about with Shiloh being ejected, he had to go to the locker room, correct? Or was no. he able to stay? Actually, no, or, no. Cause they changed cause, that rule. <laughs> Cause I was thinking like when you get ejected, you have to go to the locker room. You go to the locker room, right. he would have been in there and there would have been somebody with him. Mm-hmm. No, I think the the rule is now is like you just stay on the sideline. I think, yeah, no, yeah, he got called for targeting, so you can still be on the sideline. Um, but so my my thought was one as a media member, it is it's hard just to get down there, even when you do have credentials. First of all, um, just being on the sideline where the recruits are, you know how y'all are warming up on the field and the recruits are looking behind a, a rope. I'm standing there with those with the with the recruits and stuff or watching uh pregame. And every 30 minutes, of course, there's more people than usual. And actually, it was more than like every five minutes, one of these guys was coming around checking the badges, checking the badges, checking the badges. Like they were on it, right? But <clears throat> it's the UCLA plays at the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl hires a third party security company, right? My dad used to do it at the high school games. All I did was say, hey, can my dad work for y'all? Yeah, give me a call Monday. Okay. And then so my dad was doing the high school games. He would just wait in front of the gate or whatever and take tickets or whatever. Um, So, I mean, it's just kind of just anybody they get. Here's my thing is, again, when I was watching next to the recruits and stuff, Dion's coming over. He has all this security and stuff with him. So I know he has more than enough people and security. I I see Shador come onto the field. I see he has sunglasses. I've been tweeted. I was like, oh, he has sunglasses on and he has this big old chain that I can see from literally like I'm over there near the tunnel where you guys come out for warm-ups, like the tunnel. And mm-hmm. I'm seeing Shador on the opposite side of the field, like on the other side of the 50. Like on the opposite side. And that thing is shining. Like it's a big old chain. So I haven't heard anything about him getting his chain taken. And part of me is thinking, like, does he give his chain to Dion after the game or or like during the game? Or does he give it to Dion security or whoever? You know what I mean? I feel like 
I would imagine they're not keeping it in the locker room, especially because remember he when he had that Rolex and he was like flashing it during. I'm sure yeah, he wasn't maybe, wearing it during like, the game, obviously. Like, so yeah, someone maybe, gave maybe it to him after. Brother or somebody uh, holds it during the game, right? Right, probably the brother, right? The the older brother who does the social media stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so I didn't hear anything about them. So as far as them having any stuff stolen, um, it was just the guys in the video, is my understanding, but or at least some of the guys in the video, but. It made me wonder, like, again, it's so hard to get back there. I don't even know how I had to have been someone who had some sort of access. And the thing is, and I'm not going to say just because it's L.A., but it's L.A. No, but um, the fact is, is that when you're showing off the Rolexes, you're showing off the big chains during pregame and all that, and you're doing it every game, every week, you're on TV every week, everyone sees that. So mm-hmm. do you not think people know? Even if they have the intentions going into the game, like going to the Rose Bowl saying, oh, I know what's going to be in that locker room. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're. it was almost a target. I'm not saying they shouldn't have had chains. I am curious why you wear chains and flashy stuff to a, a football game you're about to play. I don't know. Just in high school, they always said you can wear chains or earrings or whatever. So I've always been under the impression you just don't bring your jewelry anytime you're involved with practice or a game or whatever. So I don't know. I didn't get it, but they got their stuff stolen. The one thing that stuck out to me is dude in the video said, man, I just got my stuff yesterday. I'm like, dude, didn't you just get in yesterday? Like, I'm, you're I not mean, on. But he might he might have been working with a jeweler <laughs> in L.A. And this is I maybe I guess got it dropped off at the hotel. And maybe. the thing is crazy <laughs> is I have never heard of in my whole time being at UCLA before mm-hmm. that after ever heard anything like this and like like i said i understand how the security is around the rose bowl and it's mm-hmm. the locker room is not easily accessible to just anybody so that's why i was thinking like like yeah what are the odds maybe an inside job and yeah because you like yeah you're expecting the locker room to be safe you know guys always mm-hmm. have you know their stuff's in there whether it's i mean and my locker room just sitting out usually in the rose bowl like i had you know my phone my my headphones any jewelry right. I, yeah any jewelry there's like no, anything i had like ipad all like there's no lock have, boxes um, no nothing right in the rose bowl locker room no like yeah, in yeah, okay. in the football facility you have you do have mm-hmm. your your lockbox in your in your locker but in the rose bowl each locker doesn't have that it's just like cubbies and shelves situation yeah. you know what i'm saying so your stuff is just yeah in there, but like the guys that were saying they lost their stuff, their stuff they said was in bags. So that's even more of like how much time mm. whoever was in there. That's had what I'm to saying. Yes, and yes. So like somebody, somebody either it was like it's a it's a job or somebody's get fired because for them to have the time, mm-hmm. like to go through more than they... one person's stuff, let alone bag of jewelry. Yeah, so that means they were going down the line, going through bags, mm-hmm. going through, like, yeah, if it wasn't just sitting out. So, like, that means they weren't worried about how much, like, they knew they yeah. had time. They weren't mm-hmm. worried about somebody coming in and uh, getting caught. So, it the, the, the story is fishy. Um, I hope there's cameras at the entrances. I believe there there is. I'm not okay. not too sure, but there should be. I know you don't have... You don't have cameras inside the locker room because that'd be mm-hmm. invasion of privacy. But right. the tunnels and gates and doors, those should have something. It's the road. Come on now. The, and real quick, and we'll get to some of the game stuff. It's just like, man, the I mean, even to get into the press room or the press conference room where you guys come in the other door and talk uh, on the podium or on the stage or at the table. There's even a security guard for us to get into that. 
Um, and there was such a mob of people on the where the away press conferences where Dion was that I couldn't even get onto the field. I had to go through the tunnel and I was leading some Colorado reporters because they didn't know where they were going. And there were so many people. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can go this way. And these people were pushing on that gate to get like uh, even a peek at Dion or whoever that was back there in, in between the tunnel and that last gate before the locker rooms. And yeah. and I'm like, I got a credential. I need to get through. And he and he was holding on for dear life at that gate. And I was even I was I felt bad even saying I need to get through because I felt like there was a possibility once that dude opened that gate, people could have ran through it if they really wanted to. But thankfully, no one did. So it was a smooth operation. But it's just like, man, that's pretty unfortunate. Um, uh, Makes you kind of think twice a little bit about leaving uh, your stuff around, huh? Yeah, because it's like, yeah, you you're so you should have the right to, you know, just be focused on the game. You shouldn't have to think about things like that. Mm hmm. OK, well, OK, we'll get to the game. But it was homecoming. There was a lot of people. Seventy one thousand, the highest attended Pac-12 game for any team in the conference was the Colorado versus UCLA game. Um, but the throwback jerseys, what did you think about the throwback jerseys? Fire. Those are so tough. And I'm like, they always had been, I don't like jokes, but hints at like doing something like that and it never mm -hmm. happened. And it's like, and I always say like having the baby blue with the gold would always be fire. And they finally did it. And I think all of us alumni are like jealous that they were the ones that got to do it. And it just, yeah, it just looked, you know, they did, everything looked right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, they did like the way they did like the yeah, the numbering and like mm -hmm. the traditional look, but with the Jordan brand and like the accessories with it, the white socks, black cleats, like mm -hmm. they did the thing right. And I'm I'm happy that Chip allowed them to do it. Yeah. And so the thing about it, and it's like that's not something that happens in, in a matter of two weeks. Martin told me um that it was something that was in the works for over a year. So kudos to them for keeping it more or less under wraps for under a year, even when it was like, mm -hmm. oh, this is going to be some sort of throwback theme, uh, celebration for the na national championship team for UCLA game. Um, they were coming up on the 70th or 75th anniversary. Like there was really no indication. I mean, it was kind of out there, but you never knew until they finally announced it. Um, so it was a year, it was a year in, in the making, which was, which, I guess they've probably been with Jordan Brand for maybe two years now. So they probably talked about it for the first couple months of the partnership and then probably put it together. Um, I remember Martin saying it would have to be the right time. And so I think they may have had it circled uh, for this 70 year celebration. They did unveil a statue of former head coach Derry, Terry Donahue the day before. Um, he was part of that. Um, championship team as a player if i'm not mistaken i might be wrong on that there was there was just a lot of different tie-ins to this homecoming thing um and a lot of the the jerseys reflected that obviously so um that was a pretty big deal um but on the field josh you have ethan garbers make his second start i i think the i haven't talked to you even since they've put in garbers we could talk about that in a minute but you know, you think when you have more out of the game that maybe some of the first half turnovers would kind of be gone or they would be on the other other side of that. They had four turnovers in the first half. And I think they but they only allowed three field goals. Um, and I think six of those points or two of the field goals might have came off of the turnovers. Travis Hunter had two interceptions. Carson Steele for uh, fumbled the ball twice. 
um, as someone who plays defense, um, and obviously the defense was a big part of winning that game and holding them to the nine points. I think they scored a touchdown late in that game. But um, what do you think the mindset is going into the halftime for defense when your offense is <laughs> giving up four turnovers there in the first half? Let's start with Travis Hunter. Mm-hmm. He is everything people say. I mean, that boy is legit. I mean, say what you want about Ethan Garbers, but like those two interceptions were well, not. Well, one just... of them, one of them was Slee through an interception. Or the other Slee, one was Garbers, yeah. Both but one both of one, those, yeah. both of those looks were it, like those are just <laughs> great plays. Like it's yeah. not those weren't bad throws. Those were just great plays. Baited like for not many people in the country can do what he did on those plays. Mm-hmm. So like, that's not, you know, it's not like one of those interceptions where it's just thrown straight to somebody, uh, just a bad throw or, you know, bad, like the, the read was good. It's just Travis right. was able to, you know, play one back to two so quickly or, you know, bait him into throwing the, you know, playing 70, 30 on the deeper one on the second interception. So, you know, it's not so much of a, well, Dante was throwing interceptions and then you have Ethan throwing interceptions. Like, I would say that one was like an outlier type of interception. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, we never talked about the quarterback situation thing, which my, my personal opinion, it, well, one thing that's crazy too is this, how the fans switched up so fast on Dante. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Can we talk about that? Because remember, it was more... Go ahead. It was more and more, and then more, it turned more. into mm-hmm. something less more. Have, but we need, we need, yeah, less is more. Yeah, right. We need to make a quarterback change, and then you know, it's just crazy how quick they just switch up. Like, how much longer can Chip allow us to happen? But mm-hmm. like, you guys wanted him to play. He's a true freshman. Right. He's gonna go through this. Like, it's kind. It, it happens. You know, it's a true freshman. There's turnovers. Like things happen he needs to learn and grow which as the games go on you hope that happens of course it it sucks that you know those turnovers were happening in uh in both of the, the losses maybe that is a big difference in the game that that changes it but mm-hmm. i don't i wouldn't blame everything on the kid um and then but back to the defense and you said like halftime and in, in that the front played out of their mind like seven Shador was but it was but even though it's like I think it was like over 20 pressures over 15 I think it was over 15 uh no it was like over 17 quarterback hits or maybe almost 15 quarterback knockdowns which is you know all those types of things Shador looked rattled he looked banged up and hurt like and He's a good player, but that's because of this D-line. I mean, you have Latu, who's the number one rated DN in the country. I think Grayson Murphy. You know, I get the twins uh, mixed up. It's easy to get a mix up. I think it's Gabriel. I think it's Gabriel. Yeah, it's the Mur- both of them are were, were pretty solid. But uh, I just know one of them, I think, is a third-ranked DN or something like that. I think at that one's on, Maybe on at least on the West Coast. Latu's number one ever, but I mean, I well, know that they both were of them top, are ranked they were pretty high. In on the Pro Football Focus grading, they were like the both of them, both Latu and one of the Murphys are like in the top five, like together. 
for like highest grading yeah. like throughout the season. I mean, but just the unit in general, like just the D line across the board and the mm-hmm. linebackers helping it adding in. Um they, you know, they played their butts off and they, you know, regardless of you like you're saying of the interceptions of the turnovers, the fumbles, they continued to, you know, stay on Shador all game. And I know he felt it. You could see it. Um he couldn't he couldn't hide that, you know, he was limping and he was hurting out there. Right. He's a dog too, being able to withstand all that and stay in the game. But I mean, shout out to D line for that. And the DBs for the most part did good. There was a few, you know, PIs and shaky things. But I mean, for the most part, the you know, the whole defense, you know, did their thing. That late touchdown. Other than that, I mean, it was really field goals and they did their job. But it's like crazy though, without those turnovers. And me, honestly, I feel like UCLA should have really put Colorado away. Like, I'm talking about like a 40 to 9 tight yeah, end. Right. And I think that was the difference with the turnovers, right? I think the turn, like, if you, even if you score on two of those drives that you had turnovers on, though, that probably put you, yeah, that almost put you another 14 points. That put you like high 30, close to 40 points. But, yeah, I think the turnovers made the difference because I think that's what a lot of people were saying. It's like it was a comfortable win. I don't think it was really ever in doubt, but it was just kind of like it should have been more points. Like it and I think mm-hmm. that's just the difference in the offense right now compared to like last year or previous years where it's like last year's offense would have blew them out, right? But I think that's just but what that's you're a, getting. That was a yeah, that was a veteran. That was a more veteran offense. Mm-hmm. Um but Carson Carson Steele is the real deal. He's a dog. And the fumbles those, were just big hits, right? Yeah. Yeah. But even those are just uncharacteristic. And that's not something you expect mm-hmm. him to do in any other game for the right. rest of the year. And he hasn't done up to up to mm-hmm. that game. Like that's not he's not known for that. And I don't expect that to happen. So um expect a you know bounce back game from him next week. And also I like the Slee switch up. Mm-hmm. which we we had talked about earlier in the season of, you know, he's different than than the other two guys and what he brings to the game is another element that you have to prepare for just the way he's able to, you know, use his legs and 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 run around kind of changes the dynamic of the offense and it keeps the defense on its toes. Yeah. And it's going to like I said it's going to be a part of what Arizona prepares for this week. It's like when he's in versus when Garbers is in. So I do like that balance and, and uh, Chip just using. I really like two is the like that tight end three back set that they use. Yep, mm-hmm. where it's like three three guys in three point stance behind the quarterback, and there's so many is that options. The one they scored on. They do it a lot in short yardage situations, yeah. short yardage and goal line. Um, I think they scored using that play or that. They've scored. I feel like they've scored and converted a lot in that formation because a lot oh, of times. You're thinking there's also there's like so like when I was watching, I was like, dang, like preparing for this formation would be annoying because there's really <laughs> so many options, so many different things they right. could do. And it's like it's kind of like, you know, when teams used to run like wing T, where it's mm-hmm. like, like there's so many options. You could fullback dive, trap, toss, lead, sneak. You could do the they could do the brotherly shove and just have a quarterback in there and all the three guys behind them just push him in the end zone. Yeah. And then you play action and it's like somebody just leaks out and it's like somebody's always open whenever they do it. So 
just continue to build on that. And it's it's been one of those, you know, packages that have been almost unstoppable this season. Um we talked about Shiloh and him being ejected or disqualified is what they call it now. Um, do you think it was targeting? I've seen Richard Sherman, Gronk, a lot of them say it wasn't targeting. Um, did you get a chance to see it or take a close look at it and kind of determine for yourself? I guess by the rules it is, but mm, um, yeah, similar to what those saying. guys are saying, like you'd rather a DB go kind of mid-tide level rather than go for a, a leg. <clears throat> I think I think one of the things that they said, and you could tell me how do they teach you guys this in practice, I would imagine. But I think part of it was is he didn't wrap up. So the fact that you're not wrapping up makes it look like you have the intent to hurt. You know what I mean? Or like you're just trying to lay someone out, like just kind of viciously, if that makes sense. I mean, it's not always the case because they they try to tell you to wrap up to secure the tackle. Yeah, because there's times where a DB hits a hits a big tight end like that and just bounces off. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's just this. I guess it was. I mean, kind of high. I mean, he might have yeah. been able to get a little bit lower or like aim more for his chest, but like that's such a bang bang play. And like, right. of course, when you slow it down, you can say whatever you want, but you got to think mm-hmm. how how quick of a decision that has to be uh, made. You know, in that play when you're going for a tackle. And it, and it was in the open like, field, right? Like he was, it, I think it was in the yeah. open field. If, if he didn't make that tackle, then that it could have been gone. It could have been a route. Like Shiloh broke and just made, you know, made the hit. Maybe flexing after doesn't, doesn't help the, it didn't, it didn't help your cause. You know, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that doesn't help your cause. But like, I don't think he knew, I don't think he knew he was going to get thrown out or was going to get called for targeting. I don't think he would have, I, I don't think he would have done it if he knew. You know what I mean? But he yeah, was definitely it, playing the bad guy role right there in that moment. Like, and that's one of the things too. People understand like sometimes how hard it is to, however, like, because you want to make the tackle however is possible, and like sometimes mm-hmm. you're in awkward positions or it's just a you know you have point me of milliseconds really to make a decision mm-hmm. how you're gonna do it. I say the only times is in like when guys like lower their heads or like are hitting literally with the crown of their head, like certain things where it's like. Okay, you're flying in there with only your head. Okay, that is, that shouldn't be, you know, that should be called. But some other times it's like the offensive player is like dipping on you. So you're kind of dipping to make the tackle and protect yourself as well. And you're seeing a lot of times in the NFL, got like even running backs are getting fined for blocking. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. A lot of guys have been getting fined like game checks, like forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 just on picking up a, you know, a pass pro. And it's like, at a certain point, like I understand you're trying to make the game safer, but at a certain point, like you can't play football any other way. Right. So nope. it's kind of it, it's it's really a balance, you know, of good call, bad call, and then like not only the call in the moment, but I guess kind of like it's kind of a not a like a warning or a lesson, you know, you know, just for the future and other people, other guys just seeing examples of maybe let's not do it this way. We want you to right. do it more in a, you know, so I guess president, it had to be called. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, it just based on the rule, it probably had to be called. Um, trying to think what else. Those were kind of the, the main points. Uh, let's see. They're looking at the schedule. They did get a win over Stanford. Um, uh, since the last time we talked, they lost to, or wait, um, 
I don't know if we've talked since the Oregon State game. There was a Stanford game. We do have a couple minutes here. Um, but just give me some some quick thoughts on uh um well UCLA is getting ready to play um Justin Baby Man Flow and a lot of familiar faces that had ties to UCLA in Arizona. But I'm just curious um on your thoughts on Arizona, just um based on your history with them. Um, and did you ever play in Arizona? Yeah. And I'm honestly, I'm not surprised about the success that Arizona's having. I mean, we talked a little bit of it last year, just as far as just such a great coach that Jed Fish is. I mean, in his time at UCLA, I really uh You were there learned. for some of it, right? I was he was interim coach, yeah. Oh, right. Uh, okay. At one yeah, point yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So between Mora and Chip, yeah. Really a whole season going against them. So like learning mm-hmm. just the way that, you know, he thinks as an OC and just like the way that he would use like you know have offensive plays that set up other offensive plays and like the chess moves that he would make i learned a lot from him and like i understand like he was always going to have success at least offensively um at arizona that's just he's one of those mastermind guys kind of similar to chip where uh you know he has really good and creative ideas for offense and he knows how to yeah set things up once he gets guys to buy in and believe it's pretty successful and then i mean on on defense they got like my my like my dog coach Kafusi and mm-hmm. you know the other guys and they were able to bring Johnny in some Nansen, talent yeah. like 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 we said with with uh with Flo Kirby and Tyler with Tyler Manoa and some of yeah. the other uh big time transfers they have also Armand Hawkins over there recruitings which one is one of the mm-hmm. best recruiters in in the country so uh I'm not surprised at what they're they've been building over there and um this is definitely no cakewalk of a game no. You know what I'm saying? So, like, a lot of people are nervous about them having to play in the desert. I mean, they, but UCLA, they got, I think Chip got to go in this week. Like, we owed them one for last year. Mm-hmm. They ruined everything last year, to be they, honest. Exactly. They ruined everything. So, I think this is the get back game. It's their homecoming. Go in there and ruin it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's, this is the, it could be a smash mouth type, type game. So, we'll see times. how. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, a lot of people are worried about this game, especially like you said, based on last year's uh result. But uh, we'll all find out together. Um, as we kind of wrap things up here, thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, make sure you guys continue to listen to some of the other episodes if you've missed any. Um, I did have an interview recently. We did have some special guests. We will continue to have some special guests. There might be one or two in the works down the road here. Um, so stay tuned for that. But as always, thank you guys so much for the support. Make sure you guys are subscribed. Make sure you guys tell your friends. Until then, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you, everybody. This is the Believe in UCLA Football Podcast presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.